0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Marissa Blackstock about her ceremony inside Magic Kingdom with a reception at American Adventure Rotunda. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations, and how she planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Marissa. Hey, Carrie. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really
1: appreciate it, and I'm super excited to speak with everyone about this.
0: (laughs) Well, I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well... My husband is actually also a huge avid Disney fan, so it didn't just come one-sided, thank goodness. But we both wanted a wedding that was unique to us, and Disney was an obvious choice. Shelby and I have been friends for almost 10 years, and Disney was one of our first big trips as a couple together. So needless to say, one trip kind of turned into two, which turned into three and four. <laughs> you know, as you can imagine, it just kind of gives you this overwhelming sense of nostalgia and confidence every time you're there. And at Disney World, anything is possible. You know, you get that warm, yummy feeling, and that's exactly what we wanted our guests to experience as well. So we trusted Disney with our fairytale wedding.
0: That's awesome. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, our friends weren't surprised at all. They know our love of Epcot, specifically because we throw an Epcot-themed pigeon party every year for my birthday, so no, no one on that end was surprised. If anything, they were actually super stoked. (laughs) (laughs) For many people, this would be their first time, as well as we had two birthday people on Valentine's Day as well, so it was kind of cool. Family, on the other hand, was a little skeptical. My husband's side thought it was a little kitschy, and my family was a little bit more worried about the financials of a destination wedding.
0: Got it. Okay. So then how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? I want to say our max,
1: because of COVID right now, was about 150, and we ended up with somewhere around 112 to 114.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good turnout.
0: <laughs>
1: did you set up a room block for your guests at Disney? You know, we did. We were told in order for our guests to have the most seamless experience, you know, traveling to and from each park, that it would be necessary for the majority of our guests to stay on property. So our next question was, you know, what do we do with our dogs? Because we have dogs at home. And our fairy tale wedding planner told us that the only resort that would allow dogs to stay was at Fort Wilderness. So We decided that the wedding party would stay in the cabins there and friends and family could stay at Pop Century Resort for a more budget-friendly experience. But the reality was that many of our guests actually booked outside of our room block at other Disney resorts, which in turn really tightened our transportation
0: schedule. That's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, the more places your guests stay, the more places your transportation has to go. Interesting. How many pickups did you end up having to make?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) That's actually a really good question. I want to say we were probably spread out between five or six different resorts. So you have to imagine, you know, we probably had anywhere from four to five buses running at any given time on a constant loop trying to make sure everyone's made it.
0: Wow. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? We
1: were looking for the easiest time for everyone to be able to request off work and be able to go back by Monday if at all possible. So we settled with a Saturday wedding. As far as the month goes, February 12th just seems like an ideal time. Both Shelby and I frequent Disney around Valentine's Day. So it seems like a really good way to kind of sneak two celebrations into one trip. Mm -hmm. Besides, the weather is usually pretty good in February. Whenever we visited in the past, it's been perfectly... Sunny in 75, but this year it was a little bit more mild. But the weather was perfect for a big day,
0: so yeah. That's awesome. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues?
1: Okay, so our wedding was a little bit backwards. For those of you who don't know, if you want to have a magical wedding in front of Cindy's castle, you go into planning knowing your three options. Number one, you wake up at the butt crack of dawn to get married. What time is it? Like maybe five o'clock, I think it is. That's like the first option. It's something super crazy. Imagine doing hair and makeup before that. <laughs> <laughs> and two, you can get married on the lawns during park hours. Just know that you're gonna get all sorts of pictures with park goers in them. Like little kids and grown men picking their noses and women fishing out wedgies. <laughs> just just go into this planning knowing that. Or three, you're going to get married at midnight. It's going to be dark, it might even be cold, but your ceremony is going to be private and it's going to be beautifully lit. It's an experience you'll never have the opportunity to have again. So that's what we went for. We decided to choose a midnight ceremony. From that point on, the rest was easy to figure out. The choices were easy. We knew we wanted Epcot as our favorite venue as far as reception hall goes and we decided to choose American Adventure Rotunda. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. <laughs> it was yeah. beautiful. And It has this really gorgeous round right in the center that kind of gave me this Beauty and the Beast vibe to it, which is my favorite movie personally. It also had really awesome lighting. Up top, there's like this domed ceiling that casts this blue lighting hue with stars. And down below on the floor, is this gorgeous gobo. It was this pink or purple-lit gobo that says, and they lived happily ever after. It was truly crazy elegant. It was it was gorgeous.
0: <laughs> and I take it your reception was before the ceremony. It
1: was. It was. Yep, everything was completely backwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, though, to have such an interesting venue. Did you always know you wanted Magic Kingdom, or did you consider having the ceremony in Epcot because it's your favorite park?
1: So I had thought about Epcot, one of the big deciding factors was i had done a lot of research both watching you know the tv show that is out on disney plus as well as listening to a couple of your podcasts gary <laughs> funny enough during covid that was a big project i worked on but we ultimately decided that magic kingdom was the best i mean that's kind of the fairy tale isn't it you're you're selling the prince and the princess getting married in front of the castle and everyone lives happily ever after. I mean, I think the quintessential princess moment is there in front of, you know, the castle and Magic Kingdom.
0: (laughs) Now, what I also thought was really cool was that you had your ceremony set up on Main Street. Usually you see it down by the castle. It's very dark down there at night. But here you were on Main Street with the glow from all of the lights and all the buildings. How did you choose that?
1: so i had gone on and done a lot of research as far as pictures go you know i went on pinterest i had looked at specifically the fine art photographers pictures and i had noticed that some of the best pictures in my opinion were taken on main street you get the beautiful warmth of the lights coming from all the buildings glowing and you still get the castle in the background that way you know you're you're not cheated of seeing the entirety of the castle i mean it, It was spectacular, truly.
0: That's awesome. Now, you got to use some outside vendors for your event. Can you talk a little bit about how you found them? Yeah. So we tried as much
1: as possible to use Disney vendors solely for the fact that all of our events were done inside of the parks. So I know that there are a lot of restrictions on who you can and can't bring in as far as that goes. But I will tell you, as far as videography goes, we use Schweitzer film. Joe Schweitzer was absolutely amazing. He was fantastic. I had seen where he had done a lot of other couples work for videography and he just made the whole experience absolutely phenomenal, (laughs) Uh so much fun. As far as my outside vendor for wedding planner, we used H3Events, it's a good friend of ours. Hugh Hauser um, and Kate Steele, they're local here to Nashville, where Shelby and I live. And they've been good family friends for a number of years. You know, they've worked a lot of high-end events here and have executed on a very, very high level. So I know right now things are going a little bit chaotic with (laughs) Disney planners. And to be fair, they are handling 150 approximately weddings a month among maybe seven planners total. So we felt the need with as many people that we had, especially with some more high and hard to cater to guests that we had, we really had to make sure that this event would hold up to the standard, what people would expect us to have, you know, Reba McIntyre's son getting married at Disney World. It has to look and and feel a certain level, whether you like it or
0: not. (laughs) But also, I think it's great that they were open to working with an outside planner because they've always been event coordinators more than like hand-holding wedding planners. So it's great that you were able to work in concert. How did that work with H3? Were they just in touch with Disney about the certain aspects and the access they needed and things like that?
1: Yeah. So the reality kind of came down to, we have been planning this wedding for about a year and two months. And the first several months, you know, just like you hear everyone else talk about, you get a lot of response. There's a lot of rapid responses as far as room blocks go and about getting your foot in the door and just getting me booked. And then there's a lull of seven, eight months where you don't hear anything. And that's terrifying as a bride or as a groom or just someone who's planning a wedding. I mean, it's. It's scary. So after months of crying and (laughs) you know, arguments with my fiance feeling like I'm a bridezilla, I finally realized I I broke. I'm like, I I can't do this by myself anymore. So luckily I had mentioned this to, you know, my father-in-law's girlfriends and my mother-in-law, and I was like, guys, listen, I'm I'm gonna need your help. It takes a village to make something so great. I've never done anything to this level before. And they sent me to Hugh, and Hugh paired me up with his planning team. And they went in and just immediately started talking with my planner. And at first, you know, she was not super open to the idea of having someone else, you know, up trying to, I guess, work with her plans strictly because I understand if you get too many cooks or chefs in a kitchen, it can get very confusing. But it seems like all in all, everyone orchestrated the entire event perfectly. You know, Hugh would be speaking with Diane as the middleman between me and her, especially if, you know, I was busy at work or couldn't attend a planning session or whatever. You know, he was just kind of handling all the little, little things that maybe Diane couldn't have had time for.
0: That's wonderful. And then for the floral and decor, did you have a theme for your wedding? You know what? I'll be honest with
1: you. <laughs> when I went in for my first actual like site visit and everything, because I, I went in myself and tried to look at all the different areas. And when I finally got on the phone with Heather, I told her, I said, Heather, let me be real. <laughs> I was like, I have always planned and dreamed of a wedding, but never in my life did I plan on having to pick out every little bit. So with that being said, I did tell her my favorite flowers were peonies and that I wanted everything to be this beautiful, like almost Parisian blush kind of romantic color. And they just kind of went and ran with it.
0: That's wonderful. How did you choose your officiant? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Our officiant was the
1: best. So our officiant is Tom Ellis. That is actually both mine and my husband's best friend. He was best man. And Shelby and I were joking around one night and kicking around the idea of like, well, you know, who do we, who do we want to make this official? I mean, he's been there since day one. Neither one of us are really religious or affiliated with any, you know, group that um, can officiate weddings. So what, what do we want to do? You know, I'd rather have someone that knows us marry us than not. So (laughs) we had remembered here a couple of years ago, our buddy had mentioned he wanted to just marry someone. (laughs) So as a joke, we threw it out there. We're like, Hey man, like, What do you think about this? Do you want to marry us? And he thought we were joking, of course. And sure enough, he put together the most wonderful ceremony ever. It it was really special because we asked Tom. We said, hey, you can say whatever you want. You can can say absolutely whatever you want. Just don't poke the bear too much or bring up any crazy stories. (laughs) But we wanted it to be a surprise. We really
0: did. We we wanted
1: everyone else to kind of feel that it was a surprise as well. We just wanted to make it all as fun and lighthearted as possible.
0: That's fantastic. So I always like to ask about what kind of entertainment people add to their ceremony and reception. You had a world class entertainer there who oh. is now your mother in law, Reba McIntyre. Can you yep. talk a little bit about that? Did she she performed at your wedding? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: So honestly, Carrie, that was one of the rules that we had for the wedding. We have all sorts of friends that are in showbiz here. And we said, under no circumstances does anyone get past the mic that is not a DJ or doing a speech. And uh, (laughs) sure enough, we didn't really focus too much on entertainment. We just wanted to have our DJ for music, play some light music in the background while everyone's enjoying their meal. And of course, my mother-in-law, Miss Reba McIntyre, just... Had to get up and sing a few lines when the remix of Fancy came on. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, by that point, unfortunately, I was already changing from my cocktail dress into my wedding dress over at Magic Kingdom. But several of our friends got to witness it and filmed it. And when I finally saw it two days later, my jaw just dropped. (laughs) I had no clue. (laughs) Oh.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Did you add any other entertainment like characters?
1: Funny enough, we ended up with four characters. We ended up with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy, all four of which we had no plans on actually getting, specifically just because they're so expensive, to be honest with you. It's it's not that, you know, we didn't want them there. Who doesn't want Mickey and Minnie there, you know? But the reality is, it is. It's a little expensive. So we hadn't planned on having them. And then it wasn't until we were at the Castle Hub after our ceremony doing some, you know, dancing and drinks and all that good stuff where they came out and surprised us. Come to find out between our wedding team and our parents, they had all pitched in to get them there. (laughs) So we did end up having Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Daisy. It was awesome. Such an awesome photo op and brought great energy to the crowd.
0: That's fantastic. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? I really
1: loved during our cake trial, I got the almond cake with the raspberry, buttercream mousse. Oh, it was delicious. Absolutely delicious. But in all honesty, my absolute favorite was one that wasn't even on the menu at all. We had actually asked the Disney team. We said, hey, one of our favorite snacks ever is just tomato soup and a little shooter glass with some grilled cheese points. Is there any way that you can make this? And they went back and forth for a long time. I never heard anything about it. So sure enough, we show up for our dessert party over in Italy, Sola, and there they are. Our <laughs> tomato soup and our grilled cheese. And I'll tell you what, out of all the past apps, that was the first one that was gone. <laughs>
0: huh. They were delicious. They were so good. That's fantastic. Anything else you'd recommend from your dinner menu? I didn't have a whole lot of time to eat. Maybe like...
1: 30 minutes tops just because we were so so busy between you know photography videography um, moving back and forth between the parks and outfit changes but we had the bourbon demi-glace beef it was so good it was so tender and delicious it was kind of just like a nice little nod to our, our Nashville with the bourbon oh
0: that's great yeah Okay. So then you had the fireworks and dinner and then you did your ceremony and then you did dancing and cake in Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. after. Did you add any other events around the big day, like a dessert party or a welcome party?
1: So the dessert party, we, we didn't do anything like in particular, as far as like a welcome party, we just had our rehearsal dinner the night before over at Disney Springs over at Morimoto. That was phenomenal. And then after that, it was just the dessert party over at Italy, Asola, which is where we kind of welcomed everyone into the wedding party before, you know, our reception. That's great.
0: So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day all fit together? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: let, let me see if I can uh, find this hefty little list. I mean, there's a lot going on that day. Let me tell you, I was exhausted by the time we were finished. (laughs) I needed like three days to recover, maybe even a week. (laughs) So luckily, we didn't have to start getting ready on the day of the wedding until about one o'clock is when hair and makeup started for the girls and I. So we were in there with my hair and makeup going on. And then we also used About Face. They were amazing with the girls did great hair and makeup on them then by 5:30 to 6:30 Shelby and I had done our first look pictures at the wedding pavilion which is where everyone saw the dogs in those pictures <laughs> <laughs> let's see after that we went and did our wedding party and family pictures from 630 until eight, which sounds like forever. But between transportation and the amount of family on mostly his side, um, it took every bit of those, you know, almost two hours. So everything actually kicked up and started as far as wedding goes around eight o'clock, eight o'clock, everyone came in for drinks and past apps over at Italia Sola to watch the fireworks starting at 830, 9 30 cocktail hour in fireworks, Italy Sola. So we watched the fireworks show and then dinner service from 9 45 to 1045. Eleven fifteen, the girls and I head over to Magic Kingdom from Epcot to go ahead and do touch-ups, hair and makeup, all that good stuff. That's when I was changing from the cocktail dress to the wedding dress. And then After that, the buses came back to pick up the entire party, all the guests, to bring them over to the castle and drop them off around 11.45, 12.00 midnight. So it wasn't really until about 12.20 that the ceremony itself kicked off. So from that point on, after the ceremony, we went up to the castle hub and just kind of had our celebration time with, again, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy, like all the good stuff. By that point, we could finally relax and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there from, oh my gosh, from basically midnight until 2.30. 2.30, they kicked us out. They said, y'all got to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that is a question that I see a lot from people who are like, oh, I would love to have an in-park event, but after hours is too late. People won't want to stay or they'll fall yeah. asleep. How did that work with your guests? Oh
1: my gosh, Yeah. So honestly, a lot of people came forward afterwards saying that they actually really enjoyed the way that this wedding went. The reality is both Shelby's family and my family are twice divorced. So there was a little bit of tension there between, you know, family members on his side, my side, and then merging all of those sides together as well. So by the end of the night, it felt that everyone was a lot more relaxed. They really enjoyed it. And the energy kept going, you know, you have everyone enter with the fireworks, you feed them immediately, You give them a couple of drinks or whatever, give them, you know, time to dance. And then we put everyone on a bus with good music <laughs> and kept it going. We just kept the party going, even on the buses, got to the castle, same thing, good Disney music going. We had our string trio going and, um, honestly, everyone just really enjoyed it. Like there was no stalling. There was no awkwardness. I mean, we had people of all ages getting along and it was so weird because so many of, you know, my friends from different points in life or Shelby's friends from different points of life, you know, they meshed so well because they had had so much time together and experienced all these crazy things together. And it gave them a lot to talk about. So honestly, I would recommend doing it this way. You know, it's, It's different. It's unusual. It's cool. And it's so much fun.
0: (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I've seen is people saying, well, I don't want to have the reception before the ceremony because I don't want anybody seeing me till the ceremony. How did you feel about that?
1: You can definitely keep those two things separate. I mean, that's kind of what we did. No one had seen my wedding dress until the day of, except for Shelby, because we had done our golden hour shoot two days before. So no one really saw anything as far as the ceremony goes. I mean, it was two different venues entirely and we kept it
0: separate. Ooh, now I want to know about this golden hour shoot. Ooh,
1: yes. <laughs> so honestly, that was the bone of a lot of contention. <laughs> so, um during all this wedding planning, we kept freaking out. First off, this whole thing has been just a logistical nightmare as far as transportation goes for everything. So, in and of itself, We're already dealing with that monster. The last thing I wanted to worry about was, oh my gosh, when is my fiance going to see my dress? When can I do my first look? Now I'm freaking out. I want to do these beautiful golden hour shoots since our wedding's at night. We're not getting any daytime hours in front of the castle. So for me, doing the golden hour shoot was very important, but trying to mix all of those factors together was really difficult. We ultimately decided that Shelby would see my dress beforehand. We got to Florida on a Wednesday. And again, the wedding wasn't until Saturday. Thursday morning, we decided to do our golden hour shoot. And my hair and makeup call time was around (laughs) 2.30 (laughs) a.m. Not much sleep. I used Shelby from Beauty Special. She was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. I could not use the same hair and makeup day after day, unfortunately, because scheduling problems, but she was fantastic. Uh, got me ready, lickety split and out the door and ready by five. Um, they are very strict on their timing in Magic Kingdom. They need you in and out by a certain time, um, specifically just to give cast members enough time to get ready and be in place for you know the park goers. So doing all this, it was freezing cold. We're standing outside and this sheer wedding dress, and it's maybe 32 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that part was awful. But let me tell you, between Jacob, Don, Joe, the whole media team, like we really did have a blast. I mean, it, it, was, it was freezing. It was frigid, but I would do it all over again for the beautiful pictures we got and the great moments that we had with, um, like I said, our, our media team.
0: That's awesome, and I take it that, having seen your dress beforehand it did not change the specialness of your first look on your actual wedding day.
1: no, you're absolutely right, absolutely right It's just a different feeling in general, you know i I was worried about it. I planned like I said, almost a year, spazzing out, worrying, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Shelby can't see my dress beforehand. there's no way, but ultimately, I'm glad we did it that way because. It was kind of our own special moment. It was the last time that we would have to ourselves together alone before being mobbed down by all of our guests and family members. It was kind of the quiet before the storm. And it was just such a beautiful moment to stand outside in front of Cinderella's castle at nighttime with all these gorgeous lights on. Just you and your fiance. I mean, it was spectacular. Seriously.
0: That's wonderful. Now, this is a super technical question, but I remember I interviewed a Magic Kingdom bride once who needed to change, and they told her she was going to have to change in a closet at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so how did this work I've for you? That. Where did you change? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we were told about that, that that
1: was potential. They were very up in the air and would not confirm exactly where I was going to change until a couple days before. I was very fortunate that they were able to make room for me at City Hall, and it very much also was kind of like a closet. <laughs> you could tell it was someone's office, but it was, it was a little bizarre. It was a little different, but um, it got the job done.
0: It really did. That's awesome. Okay. Um, okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects? where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: I would say the most important factors for me were photography, videography, and then floral and decor. The reason I say photography and videography is those are the things that you're going to keep with you forever. You know, that's something that you cannot redo again. You need to make sure and invest and do a lot of research into who you're hiring. I tried my best to get Jacob and I'm I'm very glad that worked out, but that's that's a huge huge piece of this entire puzzle that you have to remember, you know, that you have memories to look back on, but it's the photos that really kind of make it. Um, and I think floral and decor and videography kind of go hand in hand with those.
0: Right. Okay. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved some money or just your effort? i um,
1: not going to lie. We were in a very blessed situation. So where in the beginning we were working with our own funds. So I was trying to stretch a dollar as far as it would go. So characters were not important to me at all. That was something I was not even interested in. I said, you know what? It's unnecessary. Don't need it. Um, but a couple of months in, we were fortunate enough that um, uh, you know, my fiance's parents both said, you know what, we've worked our entire lives to do this. We love you both so much, let us help out in any way we can. So again, we ended up with the characters after all. <laughs> but That was the main one that um, I remember thinking about, you know, like, ah, if this is us, we won't really worry about doing any extra little things like that.
0: Got it. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So this is going to sound
1: so cheesy, but my favorite part of our wedding day was our first kiss as husband and wife. At that point, the work was over. I could finally relax in Shelby's arms. You know that's that's my husband now. Oh my gosh. What I did not know was that during our kiss, my husband's foot got stuck in one of the tracks on Main Street. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he basically face-planted right into me. He clobbered me. <laughs> so the pictures look very like we're we're just face planting but but the truth is we're not that passionately in love he was just falling into me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well and that's a memory you can replicate anytime you visit Magic Kingdom <laughs> that's
1: right we actually did it a couple of days later just for giggles
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected
1: oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) um so the reality is a lot of things will go wrong everyone tells you this a lot of things go wrong you just won't notice and anyone that does point it out shame on them first off (laughs) you know um but the reality is we had a lot of difficulty um getting in contact with our dj we had used a dj that was recommended by disney and originally he had told us he he kept flip-flopping he says well sorry i I can't make your wedding. Um, I have X, Y, and Z going on. We said, not a problem. We'll go with someone else. Right as we're about to hire someone else, the original guy comes back and says, never mind. I decided to cancel this. I'm coming in. Save the day. Let's do this. And we are literally a day before the wedding and still hadn't heard from him. Mm. I've had my whole playlist picked out, you know, do play, don't play, whatever. Heard nothing. Mm. So it wasn't until the day of the wedding that our backup came through and he he did a good job. It, it's not that he didn't do a good job. It just, again, was something that I shouldn't have had to worry about at that point in our wedding planning day of the wedding, trying to figure out like what songs need to be played, what songs shouldn't be played, what vibe we're going for. For me, that's just kind of like a big, like huge mess up, <laughs> you know? it was really unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand but it turned out not to be? <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything you freak out about. Um but I would say the big one for me was was music. Um in the very beginning when Diane and I were talking about, you know, What music do you want to be played for the processional and the recessional and this and that, whatever, and all these fancy wedding terms. I'm like, wait, what is what? Hold on. Let me Google this real quick. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But I would say the music, I really did. I sat there for almost two weeks straight, nonstop, listening to every Disney song I could find on YouTube that was an instrumental version. So, you know, whether it's, a Tarzan song or beauty and the beast or just what have you. I I was looking for the instrumental violin version of it because I wanted to know how it would sound. I mean, I went off the absolute deep end with the music (laughs) (laughs) and it was completely unnecessary because I watched a video the other day and realized that they were playing even more music than I asked for. I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that sounds great. Why did I worry about this? This is silly. Like, I don't even hear this music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but now I have to know what did you choose for your entrance and the recessional?
1: Oh, yes. So um, for Shelby's entrance, he did the big Star Wars theme song. <laughs> <laughs> for the guys going down the aisle, the groomsmen, we decided to do Hi Ho. Uh, mm-hmm. Just seemed kind of dorky and fun. My girls went down to the Sleeping Beauty Waltz because it's just as gorgeous and playful as them. And then for our ring bearer, or I should say our ring dude, (laughs) and and my niece, the flower girl, um, we determined that Small World was going to be a good option for them. Um, Specifically, that song and that ride has a lot of sentimental value to me and to my family. Um, my mom way back in the day actually worked the small world ride, and it was one of the only rides that I actually have a memory on with my grandmother before she passed away. Oh. Um, so yeah, it was it was a very sweet moment. But I came down the aisle to tale as old as time, and it's such a fitting song for us, specifically because everyone used to liken me in middle school to Emma Watson. And it's just my favorite Disney movie of all time. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that was truly a magical moment. And as the recessional, we went ahead and did an instrumental version of Shut Up and Dance. So it was really cool. It was playful and fun. The whole thing was just really, really cool.
0: (laughs) So then is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Honestly,
1: I may have thought twice about the room block. Um, personally, I didn't care for how confusing the transportation system was, especially in Fort Wilderness. Um, staying at the cabins, you're having to go from, you know, bus to bus to bus. That was just a lot of work. And I, I definitely wouldn't have stressed so much on the little details. You know, I was stressed about, like I said, the music, the the food, making sure that everything was exactly right. And no matter what, I mean, Disney's going to produce the best wedding of all time for you. I mean, that's just a fact. They really do try to go out of their way to make sure that you are happy with the end result of what you have.
0: Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yeah, I would say take your time with planning
1: and read those BEOs with a fine tooth comb. Um, Your Disney planner really is trying their best with but with almost 150 weddings a month and only seven planners, they're bound to forget a few things. And by a few things, I mean a lot of them. They might even get a lot of things on there completely wrong. So do not be afraid to speak openly with your team. They just want everyone to be happy in the end.
0: That's great advice. Well, Marissa, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time.
1: Thank you so much, Gary, and thank you for having me. This has been so much fun.
0: That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, disneyweddingpodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.